over other scriptures. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are faithful and that you never change. We can always trust you. And Father, we pray today as we look to your word concerning your faithfulness that you would open the eyes of our inward man, the eyes of our spirit, that we would comprehend, understand, and see, and hear what you want us to grab hold of. Father, we thank you that you never change. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 3, I'm going to begin reading verse, I'm going to read verse 3 and then we'll skip down to verse 22. Uh, Verse 3, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? What if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? In other words, can, can uh, the unbelief of some make the faith of God have no effect? Isn't that what it just said? <laughs> I better go on. What if the faith of some didn't, what if some did not believe? Will they make the faith of God without effect? All right, verse 22. Even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith, or excuse me, by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. Young's literal translation says, by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe even the righteousness of God. Well, what's he talking about? Well, let's back up to verse 18. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now you know that what things soever the law says, it says to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. In other words, that's just works, right? So the law says certain things, and the law came so that we would know that we had sin. Mankind would know that they had sin. And so mankind still had sin before there was law, right? It just wasn't imputed to them or accounted to them because they didn't recognize, hey, you know, that's that's against the law of God. But man still sinned. There was still a sin problem uh, as evidenced by death entering the world and uh, many other things. Cain and Abel, uh, you could go on and on. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, will no flesh be justified in his sight. But by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law is great. Because by the law, we have knowledge that, hey, yeah, we're not perfect. Have you ever? Sometimes I, um, if I, if I ever get stressed... Sometimes I don't know that I'm stressed. And my wife will say, Melody will say, you're stressed. Well, when she first said it, I said, no, I'm not. You know, we've been married for 18, a little over 18 years now. And um, she's like, you're stressed. I said, no, I'm not. Well, a lot of times I'd probably say, no, I'm not. (laughs) And then uh, you hear the response from yourself and you're like, hmm, maybe I am. 
but especially as a newly married young man, you don't really want to admit that. And so you're like, you think so? <laughs> but anyhow, as time has gone on, I've learned that sometimes I'm stressed and I'm not aware of it. Well, uh, without the law, there was not the knowledge of sin. Like man's kind of going along thinking, oh yeah, I'm doing everything, uh, everything pretty okay. But man, when the law came, you realize, whoa, I'm not doing everything as okay as what I thought. Like that's a pretty tall requirement. Don't just uh, forgive him seven times, but 77 times, <laughs> right? Jesus said, well, how are you going to do that? Well, you're not going to do it by the works of the law. You're going to do it by the grace of God and the love of God. All right, let me, let me continue. Verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So we're talking about the righteousness that comes from God. Man was trying to get that righteousness through the works of the law, through what he could do, how good he could be, how disciplined he'd be, how faithful he could be. But we're, what we're talking about is how faithful God is. Why are we talking about the law if we're not under law but under grace? Well, one of the reasons is because almost every piece of human flesh wants to be justified by works. Even the flesh encasing the born-again spirit of Christians... Right? In other words, I'm going to get God to listen to me because I'm so good. I'm going to get God's favor because I know so many scriptures. I'm going to get God to move on my behalf because I give a lot of money. Right? Remember the publican and the Pharisee? Uh, they came and uh, prayed and, you know, the publican, excuse me, the Pharisee said um, loud with a loud voice, Oh, God! You know I give a tenth of everything. I mean everything, everything. Every little thing. You know I do this. The publican said, beat his chest and said, beat his chest. Oh, you can hear it. Beat his chest and said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. In other words, the publican looked at his failings and his weaknesses and he contended for the mercy of God. But the Pharisee looked at his weaknesses and failures, and he contended for the so-called perfection that he had. It was really arrogant pride. Right? In other words, well, I do this and I do that. So the publican looked to God in his uh, prayer, but the Pharisee looked to himself. And the publican actually spoke to God in his prayer, but the Pharisee spoke to who? Himself. Remember Jesus said? He spoke thus with himself. Thus and with himself, I think is exactly how it says. He spoke thus and with himself. And he, told, he said, I tell you the truth, only one of these went away justified. And that was the publican. Because he came by the mercy of God. So therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, but by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God. 
which is how? By the faith of Jesus. So the righteousness of God comes how? By the faith of who? Jesus. So Jesus, when he was on the cross, paying for your sins, my sins, the whole world's sins, that was an act of faith in God and in himself because he is the word. So it was, a, it was an act of faith. Uh, and I, I think I mentioned the commentary. Uh, one of the commentaries I was reading said, you know, this uh, next part, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. That this righteousness came unto all and upon all them that believe. And they said, well, we don't really know why he repeated himself unto all and upon all, because they both mean the same thing. No, they don't both mean the same thing. It said the righteousness of God came unto all by the faith of Jesus and comes upon all by their believing that Jesus did that. You catch the difference? And so last week I, I talked about, it's like there is a stream of faith, of the faith of God, that you get in that stream of the faith of God, and God has his faith, and as soon as you grab hold of the very faith of God, you enter into that same stream. And uh, Matthew 18, 19, AS World Translation, and then uh, Mary uh, sent me a few other ones, but the one other translation that I couldn't remember last week that also says that, that I really like, was the Weiss Translation. But I think ESV and a couple others, NASB, NASB, yeah, uh, say the same thing, that um, whatever you bind on earth, Remember Jesus said, talk about binding and loosing? Binding and loosing? He said, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. So it's as if, and it really is, until you bind it on earth or loose it on earth, it shall have not been done in heaven. But the second that you bind on earth, it shall have been bound in heaven. In other words, if you're waiting for God to do something about it, uh, you're going to be waiting an awful long time. Because he's already done it, but it doesn't become real in your life until you do something about it. And the second you do something about it, binding it on earth or loosing it on earth, then the second that you do that, You've just entered that stream and you've entered that river and when you enter that stream or that river, now it has been done in heaven, right? Okay, so the righteousness of God is by the faith of Jesus unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. All right, well, let's go um, to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Amplified. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it, for he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. I love Psalm 62, uh, verse 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. 
In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Lamentations chapter 3. Did you guys read your Lamentations this morning? Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because of his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord's mercies, they are, uh, New American, the Lord's mercies, they are renewed each morning. Great is his faithfulness. The faithful love of God never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. Message translation says, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? He is faithful. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 30 through 34. Well, we're not going to read all that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. If we believe not, he abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. I like uh, CSB. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He, for he cannot deny himself. God is faithful. Only if we are faithful. No, God is faithful. And he remains faithful. Why? He cannot deny himself. You see, like a husband unfaithful to a wife or a wife unfaithful to a husband, uh, they're, they're denying them in a sense, right? Well, God is faithful to himself. Jesus is faithful, and you can see that because of what he did and how he lived, and it is because of his faithfulness that we uh, receive or the righteousness of God comes upon every single one of us, or comes to every single one of us, excuse me, comes to every single one of us, and when we believe that, it comes upon us. So like I have uh, four little children who are getting bigger, but they still like to come upon me, right? So like two weeks ago, uh, I don't know what Evie was doing or whatever. So I picked her up and put her on my shoulders and I gave her a, like a walk around, you know, uh, around the house, you know, ducking where you have to duck and stuff like that. And so uh, someday, I don't know if she'll be too big. I can't do that, but I can still do it now. And so she came upon me but, you know, she can come to me, and I haven't done that with her for probably the whole last year. I probably didn't do that. Well, I might have done it once, one other time in 2020. Um, but she, my children can come to me, but there's a difference between them coming to me and them coming upon me. 
right? And so the righteousness of God is to every single human being alive on the face of the earth, even those that are not alive. The righteousness of God came to all by the faith or through the faith of God, the faith of Jesus, the faith of Jesus Christ. And so that righteousness came by him, but that righteousness does not come upon all, it just comes to all. It only comes upon them that believe. So if we're talking about faith in God, I don't know how we can talk about faith in God and not talk about Mark eleven twenty two. So Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Centenary translation, which was written by a woman uh, in 1906 or 1907, and uh, she spent about nine years writing that translation. And the reason she did that translation is she wanted her kids to really be able to grab hold of what the Word of God said, and uh, she couldn't find any translations that she thought did good enough. So she just took about nine years and made a translation. So centenary translation actually says, lay hold of the faithfulness of God. Lay hold of the faithfulness of God. So the disciples are there. They said, Master, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. Look, you know, and they're wondering about this. And Jesus said, lay hold of the faithfulness of God. In other words, you want to see something supernatural in your life or before your life, or before your eyes, lay hold of the very faith of God or the faithfulness of God. In other words, this is not coming because of your faith in yourself. This is not coming because of your faith in someone else unless his name is Jesus. Lay hold on the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God that when the word speaks or when the word is spoken, God is faithful. Well, what happened? The word spoke to that fig tree and cursed that fig tree. It was the word that cursed that tree. And Jesus said in response, God is faithful. In other words, you can trust God. You can take it to the bank. He will never miss it. Uh, he will never forsake it. If the word says it, it comes to pass, right? So lay hold on the faithfulness of God or lay hold of the faith of God. Well, we talked about, uh, you know, I love Hebrews chapter 11 because it's, it's amazing what miracles happened by men and women of faith. But one of the things I, I, I like about it, and I'm going to redo this list just because I think it's good for all of us. The people in that list, listen to some of these things. Abraham lied about his wife twice. Isaac did the same thing. Sarah laughed uh, and then denied that she laughed. It sounds like a class in parenting. Jacob lied and was conniving. Noah got drunk, Samson was immoral, Gideon was fearful, Rahab was a prostitute, David had an affair, and then murdered the husband of the woman he had an affair with.
Remember like the publican and the Pharisee? If you ever have time sometime, just look at David and Saul. David and Saul. And compare the differences between David and Saul when they were, uh, when their sin was revealed. Remember David, like the prophet came to him, told him a story about the sheep, didn't have a lot of sheep, took the little sheep, and David's like, where is this man? I'm gonna kill him. And the prophet said, that's you. <gasps> yeah, David is a man of faith. Why? Because even in his failure, he turned to the faithfulness of God. What did Saul do? Oh, Saul denied it. Saul tried to cover it up. Saul said, that's not true. Saul was big in his own eyes. Remember, he said, when you were little in your own eyes, he was no longer little in his own eyes. Never get too big in your own eyes. Uh, really, the best thing is to always have God be the biggest in your eyes because that's the reality. Samson was immoral. Gideon was fearful. Rahab was a prostitute. David, uh, well, we already did that. Elijah was depressed. Jonah ran from God. The disciples fell asleep at the most critical time when they were supposed to be praying. All of the sin of the whole world is coming on the Messiah, and he just asked them, can you please pray? And they fell asleep. <laughs> Simon Peter denied the Lord openly. Three times. Moses killed a man. Moses was a reluctant leader. Well, then I like to say, what about you? Yet, these are all men and women of faith. So in other words, your faith does not rest on you not making mistakes. But your faith rests on you turning to God and his faithfulness. God is faithful. He will never leave you or forsake you. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. All right, let's pick up there in um, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now pay close attention. For therein, what's that? For in the gospel, right? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I'm going to read that in Arthur S. Way translation. In the glad tidings there is no feature of which I am ashamed, it is the means through which God exerts his power for the salvation of everyone who puts faith in the message of the Jew as having the, the precedence, but of the Greek also. God's gift of righteousness is revealed in it, lifting men from one step of faith to another. This is the import of the passage of Scripture which says, it is from the soil of faith that the righteous 
shall grow up into real life is from the soil of faith. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith and leading to faith. As it's written, the just shall live by faith. So in other words, he's talking about the same thing right here. Just two chapters before, uh, chapter one, he goes on chapter three, we're talking about the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ uh, unto all and upon all them that believe. Verse 17 uh, of chapter one, for in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. In other words, the good news is that Jesus Christ himself, as an act of faith, gained all mankind the righteousness of God. And it was through the faith of him, not through your faith or my faith, or even Brother Hagin's faith. It's through the faith of Jesus that righteousness came to all mankind. For in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it's written, the just shall live by faith. So what does that mean? Well, let's look at, I think, one of my favorite examples of faith, and that is uh, Mark chapter 5. And we'll, we'll finish here. Mark chapter 5. Verse 23, oh, excuse me, verse 25. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, uh, You see the multitude thronging thee, in other words, pressing against you, and you, how are you saying, Who touched me? In other words, there's a whole crowd of people, everybody's touching you. Why are you asking who's touching you? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Well, sometimes you can be in a whole crowd of people. You can be with people of God, people who love the Lord. And only you are aware that God is doing something. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter... Your faith, say that, your faith, so daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague, or of thy plague. So how does that, how does that work? He said, daughter, thy faith. And if you go through, if you want to go through, uh, the New Testament, there's 19 individual miracles recorded uh, that Jesus did, healing miracles that Jesus did in the New Testament. 
You can go through those. Do you know, like, I think it's 80%, 75 to 80% of those, it is, Jesus specifically said, it was your faith that has made you whole. It was your faith. Yeah, we're talking about in the righteousness of God, it's the faith of Jesus Christ that brought the righteousness of God uh, unto all, but it only comes upon all that believe. Well, the faith of Jesus Christ didn't just bring righteousness for your spirit or for who you really are, but the faith of Jesus Christ also brought healing unto all. But healing does not come upon all, only upon those that what? Believe. So we're not having faith in faith. We are having faith in God. Well, you could have faith in the faithfulness of God, but your faith is actually in Him. In other words, God is faithful. If He said it, He will do it, or He already did do it. God is faithful. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that He should lie. Faithful is He that called you, He will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. I believe it's Isaiah 41. Let me check. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So in other words, God is the one holding us up, and God is the one giving us strength. Somebody said, I can't do it. I, I don't have strength. That's good. He said, I will strengthen you. So I feel like I'm holding on. I've held on all I can hold on. I can't hold on anymore. He said, I will uphold you. So I just need help. He said, I will help you. The, you know, in this, this translation, but I will help you. So God is the strength of our life. God is our helper. God is our strengthener. He, he will bring you like King James says, comfort. In other words, he will embolden you and, and strengthen you by his spirit, by the, the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Great is his faithfulness. There is no shadow of turning uh, in him. So the woman with the issue of blood, now that I lost my page, suffered many things and many physicians, spent all that she had was nothing better but rather good worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Why? For she said. For she said. The word said there is, is, is the Greek word lego. Same word in Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24. Whoever will lego. Set systematic discourse. Well, there's a couple. There's epo and lego. And... Um, 
you continually say, you continually speak. So like you build, my kids love Legos, so they build lots of things with Legos. So we build things with the Legos of the Word of God. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press and touched his garment. Why? For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And Jesus said it was her faith that made her whole. How did her faith make her whole? Because, number one, faith comes by hearing. She heard of Jesus. And when she heard of Jesus, she just kept saying, if I can just, man, if I could just touch his, even just the edge of his clothes, I'll be whole. If I could just touch the edge of his soul, I just have to get, I don't have to get right in there. He doesn't know who I am. The disciples don't know who I am. I'm not, I'm not a known person that gets a reserved seat in church. Right? But if I could just, just maybe just brush the edge of him, I will be whole. Her faith was in Jesus Christ. Her faith was in the faithfulness of God. That God is faithful. God is trustworthy. Why? You know what? When she heard of Jesus, what do you suppose she heard about Jesus? He went about teaching, preaching, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. What? For God was with him. She heard of this man who God was with. And when God shows up and someone trusts him and someone speaks for him and someone yields to him, what happens? Sickness has to leave. Demons have to flee. Poverty has to go. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me, Jesus said. You could, could and should declare the same thing over your life. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm going to... Melody, when she went to... Uh, I think it was when she went to India. She graduated from high school and she went straight to India for like two months to do some uh, ministry work. And when she's over there, uh, she's reading the, there in Luke chapter four where Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And she read that and she said, I thought it came up in, in her, that's you, you should say the same thing. And she said, she thought, well, that's talking about Jesus. How could I say that? But the Spirit of God kept telling her, same thing, same thing. That's you. Remember Reinhard Bonnke? He's going to be with the Lord. Uh, but Jesus told him, uh, my words in, my mouth, in your mouth are just as powerful as my words in my mouth. And so Jesus said, uh, I have, what I have done, I've done as an example for you to show you what to do. So Jesus cursed the fig tree. They're wondering what's happening. And he's like, lay hold on the faithfulness of God. So in other words, it's not about you and it's not about you doing everything right and perfect and all of this. Because even when we are without faith or when we have no faith or we are faithless, he is faithful. Because he cannot deny himself. Peter found that out. 
He denied the Lord. I don't know him. Weren't you with him? Didn't I see you with him? Peter's like, no, I don't know him. Yet Jesus never turned his back on Peter. Lay hold on the faithfulness of God. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every day. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. There is no end to the mercy of God. I like how Mark Hankins, uh, the, the Lord, you know, like the Lord works with your personality. So uh, the Lord speaks to him funnier than he speaks to me <laughs> in most cases. So he said, um, you know, talking about faith in God, that faith is your grip on God, but grace is God's grip on you. Faith is our grip on God, but grace is God's grip on us. In other words, Jesus already did all the work. He made it available, and it came upon us, but because he is love, you don't have to accept it, and you don't have to accept him. Even though it is the will of God that you accept, it is the will of God that you be healed, it is the will of God that you be saved, it is the will of God uh, that you be full of joy and full of the Holy Spirit, but God will never force you to receive any good gift from him, and there are no bad gifts from him. Right? Every good gift comes from hell beneath. Right? Every good gift comes from above from the Father of lights, with whom what? Who is faithful, right? With whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God is faithful. Lay hold on the faithfulness of God. So whatever you are believing God for this year, whatever you're, you're looking for in your life, maybe your family's life, maybe the, the lives of your friends, grab hold of the faith of God, the faithfulness of God. He is faithful. He is faithful. Grab hold when you feel like you messed everything up so bad. Even God himself can't fix it. That's a lie. But grab hold, especially when you feel like you can do it all yourself. That's really the greater danger. Lay hold on the faithfulness of God. Lay hold on the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. He cannot deny himself. He is faithful. Stand with me if you would. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you this morning whether you're online or here in the room. How is everything in your heart between you and the Lord? 
between you and other people. If your life were to end today, do you know where you would spend eternity? Do you know what would happen? Somebody said, well, I don't know. I, I hope I would go to heaven. Uh, I, I hope, I think I would. I'm not sure. The Bible says, know that you have salvation. You, do you know you can know? You can be sure that you have been born again, that you're a part of God's family, that you're under his protective hand and his providing hand. You can know and you should know. You don't go to heaven just because you go to church all the time, just because you grew up in church. I grew up in church. Yet that didn't mean I was born again. You must be born again, Jesus said. You must be born from above. Sin came into the world and death by sin, separation from God by sin. You must be born again to come back into the family of God. You need to make a decision today for Jesus Christ. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait another day or another minute. Make a decision today that will alter the course of the rest of your life, that will alter your eternity. Somebody said, well, you know, I give to the poor. I'm a good person. I do a lot of good things. And I just think the Lord will look on that and he'll let me into heaven. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a few uh, seconds here. And when I do, if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, I want to invite you to pray that prayer from your heart with me. You're saying, I want Jesus Christ in my life. You're saying, I want forgiveness. I want a clean slate. I want a new life. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus rose from the dead when we were declared right with God. He did the work of making us right with God. But we must believe and receive that. And the second we do, new life comes. Let's pray. Say this with me if you'd like to receive Christ or if you're a believer. Oh God, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away my sins. And that he rose again on the third day so I could be right with you. I receive Jesus Christ right now as my Lord and my Savior. I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm living for Jesus every day. Thank you that I am now your child and I'm part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just pray that prayer, your life has just been recreated, uh, connected with God, 
and old things have passed away, everything's new. We'd love to get your name so we can pray for you, get you some materials to help you in your walk with the Lord. You can fill out the form uh, on the screen there or send an email to info at anchordc.org or if you're in the room, you can uh, fill out a paper form or, or you can also do it the electronic way and uh, just drop it in the offering bucket back at the sound booth. We'd be uh, so happy to pray with you and uh, hear uh, of the good news of your life change. It's a new year. It's a new season. It's a new day. We have blessings coming our way. Uh, Brother Hing used to tell us, if you don't like what you have, check out what you've been saying. Right? So, what you've been saying about 2021. Somebody said, I haven't said anything about 2021. Somebody else like me said, I've been saying 2022. <laughs> well, just speak about 2021. How, how are you going to speak about it? Well, the best way I know, uh, you can find scriptures, which is uh, the, the best thing. But then find the scriptures that the Lord is quickening to you. Because he knows the future uh, more than we know the future. I remember one day I was on my way to class in Tulsa. And I got in my pickup truck and I was... Uh, getting ready to turn onto the road to uh, get out of the apartment complex where I was living. And um, the scripture from Psalm 91 was just like so tangible on my spirit that no accident will overtake me, no evil will befall me. And I just, before I realized what was happening, I found myself just speaking that as I'm pulling out. And I would, I would uh, speak that over myself, but not normally when I'm already in the car, you know, going like that. So I went about two miles down the road and uh, this car in the other lane went and swerved big right into me. And I don't know, I would love to see the video in heaven because my truck was here and that car was like here. So like half and half. And I saw them swerve and I looked and they were behind me and they did not hit me. And immediately when that happened, my attention was riveted to what I had just said like two miles before. So you don't always know what's coming, but he does. He'll show you things to come. And so, you know, you have the Holy Spirit, uh, just enter the faith of God. And he might tell you something for yourself, for somebody, uh, or, or for whatever. If he tells you to do it, you ought to do it. And uh, he'll make a way in the wilderness, streams of water in the desert, that no matter what is coming your way, he'll have you prepared ahead of time and he will have prepared the way ahead of time. 